Today on the Button Up Podcast, we have Justin Truitt from Dapper Woodworks. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Pretty great. I hear that y'all <laughs> coming from Dallas, Texas. Yep, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> in the workshop. So I'm excited to learn a little bit about how you, all the, the concept of Dapper Woodworks and stuff, but uh, you know, where'd you start out? Have you always been in Dallas? Yeah, so uh, basically grew up in Plano, which is just a suburb outside of Dallas, uh, Grew up there my whole life. Um, actually, I'm the fifth generation born in Dallas, so we've been here for a while. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I grew up in Plano. Uh, my wife and I we now live out in uh, Saxe, Texas, which is another suburb of Dallas. So I enjoy it here. We like it. <laughs> the People's Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Plano is Jay Penny country to me. It is, yeah, and Dr yeah. Pepper country. And oh, I didn't know Dr Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> 23 flavors so where did did you go to school also in dallas uh yeah so yeah went to through middle school went to public school and then went to a uh, private school in from ninth or twelfth grade and then uh went to college up in arkansas up at uh Washtenaw baptist university and uh that's where i met my wife and then ended up moving back here and been there ever since so <laughs> and that's where you Got your first first job? Uh, yeah, I did an internship uh, doing life insurance, and then now um, I've been working for my dad's company. We've got a financial planning firm here in Plano, so I've been here for five years now. So that's where I am currently in my office. <laughs> I see. And have yeah. you always worked with your hands? Like, were you into art classes in, in school? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, I mean, I grew up just building Legos and stuff, but never really had much of an interest outside of that uh, until we bought our house about four years ago. Uh, we didn't have much furniture, and so I decided I'm just going to learn how to make it. So uh, checked out a few. There's a bunch of bloggers and different uh, DIY maker people that have all sorts of plans for furniture, and that's how I just started learning how to build stuff, bought a few tools, and then... That's ultimately what got me into woodworking. So interesting. Yeah. And the whole time, were you? Did you like dress up in at certain points, or did you have a personal style that uh, you defined as? What What was your relationship with style during that time? Yeah. So I got into menswear and style in college, uh, probably about my sophomore junior year. Uh, going through business school, I was like, I just want to learn how to start dressing better. So uh, red just a ton of different blogs like Dappered and um, like Articles Style and uh, just all the guys that have been doing it since then and really started getting into dressing well but on a budget. And um, and then since I've graduated, uh, it's been over five years now, but um, yeah, I'm usually in a sport coat and trousers every day. So I enjoy dressing up. I enjoy reading about menswear and learning and uh, so it's just always kind of been a uh, my other big passion. So, yeah. and your your collection was expanding as you were reading and, uh, style. And... Yeah, my uh, my pocket square collection kept kept expanding, and that's how I ended up uh, kind of starting my brand. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what was your first prototype? So, uh, so I guess first of all, I uh, so I first got started. I had built myself a pocket square organizer just a piece of wood and a wooden dowel and uh, made it for my closet 
because I was like, there's no good ways to store pocket squares. Uh, you either have them in a box or uh, in your drawer somewhere, and no good way to just see them all right there in front of you. And so I made this item, and I'm like, maybe people would like something like this. I don't know. <laughs> so I put it up on Etsy. Uh, I just started an Etsy store, and uh, and then kind of from there is where things have gone. I said, what else do we go with? Pocket square racks. So I started making some tie racks out of uh, some scrap wood I had laying around the garage, and some people started asking about those and starting to ask for custom orders. And uh, this was all about November 2017. And uh, part of the reason I started, too, was uh, we just had our first uh, our first child about a year before that, and my wife stopped working in August, so I was like, I wonder if there's a way that I can mix this passion of menswear and, uh, and woodworking uh, to make a little extra income, and it's turned into what it is today, so. <laughs> I mean, at that point, like, Etsy was already huge, and I'm sure there were some some menswear brands on Etsy or maybe even some similar products. Did you see anything out there that you were like, oh, I could do this better? Uh, there were a few other just tie racks and stuff that were out there, but nothing that was that really looked good. Um, all my products I make out of uh, hardwoods, and most of the people that were uh, on there were making them out of just cheap pine or stuff they pick at Home Depot and just like standing in a color. And it looked fine, but I wanted something that actually could reflect the quality of the ties that are being stored on it. So, mm. yeah, just kind of started refining my designs from there. <laughs> Well, where'd you learn at first? Did you, were you just like YouTube tutorials and stuff? No, because, uh, yeah, it's just funny because there's nothing else uh, out there. So, uh, yeah, I picked up uh, most of my skills just from building furniture for our house. Um, so I had, you know, I read a bunch of blogs. I did a bunch of plans and, or read a bunch of plans. So I had made some, like an entertainment center, like some, uh, some tables for our bedroom and like my son's changing table and just a bunch of random things around the house. So I had pretty much all the, skills I needed to just get started and I just kind of came up with a simple design and uh, yeah just using this first piece of scrap wood that I got for free <laughs> and then uh, just put them up on the side and and then somebody ordered one I was like oh somebody actually ordered something that's weird <laughs> so how, how did people find the site or I mean, was it like friends and family word of mouth or were you like doing any marketing or what this was uh so it was just all on Etsy at first I uh First sale was like the beginning of November, and I had about 10 sales just in November and December for different Christmas gift items. Uh, most of them were just from random people that found my found one of my products on Etsy and was like, hey, can you do this, but with more pegs or a different wood or a different hardware? And so from there, that's really where I really started building out the, the custom options that I can do because people really like that kind of custom aspect of it. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool to be able to choose like the type of wood and metal like that kind of matches yeah. your space. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, because I've always enjoyed like custom suits. I I've been out of that world for a while, uh, just having a kid, a family now. But uh, but just the uh, being able to choose the different options, you know, when it comes to suit, like your fabric and buttons and all that, is just uh, I think people really enjoy just customizing things. It's kind of one of kind. I feel like also from your perspective, like there are a few things more satisfying than making something yourself and then especially using it. Like I work on a desk that I built myself every day yeah. and it's like, there's something so satisfying about working on something and physically holding it, which yeah. like, especially with white collar jobs where you're working computers all day, like you never really get that. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what's really fun because this is uh, this is something I'm really passionate about. And in my day job, I do customer service and financial planning. And so, not that I don't get to use different skills in that, but I've really gotten to learn and develop a bunch of other skills from building a brand to uh, taking photos, like building a website, uh, social media, just all these things that I've never really gotten to uh, exercise before that. So, Yeah, at what point did you start using the Dapper Woodworks name and, and the logo? Uh, yeah, name pretty much came up from the beginning. I was like, what is kind of woodworking and menswear? And I kind of just, I had made it my Etsy store name and kind of in plans to go back and change it to something better, but it just kind of stuck. <laughs> I was like, no, actually, it, it works pretty good. So I made a just a simple logo on a logo maker and then ended up having my friend redo it to the one it is currently um, a few months after. So, yeah. So you, you've been at this for officially for like a year and a half about? Yes, yeah, it's been about a year and a half. And so, yeah, kind of how it's grown. It's progressed from an Etsy store, so started just the first two months of 2017 it was just on etsy and uh i ended up meeting another guy that was kind of in the men's he was a leather worker a local guy um he was on style form and a few other places but uh he was local and he reached out to me i was like hey let's grab coffee so we went and grabbed coffee and he was like you need to meet kirby allison from the hangar project i was like he's on my list i definitely do because uh, i knew he was local too and then uh, later that day, he texted me. He said, oh, I just had lunch with Kirby. He wants to meet you. It's <laughs> like, oh, OK. So uh, ended up getting connected with uh, Kirby. And uh, so he, he's been one. He had been wanting some uh, different Tyrex and stuff to offer other than the ones he had in his store. And uh, so he wanted me to come up with a few designs. This was in like December. And I ended up getting all those done by January. So. He's like, yeah, what else can you do? And even I think at that point I'd made like three orders. So I hadn't even like hardly done any. <laughs> so I just wanted to, uh, so I kind of went back to the drawing board and had like specific sizes and designs. Um, and then every, anything I can, anything custom, I can just kind of work off, off those patterns that I have. So, yeah. How, how are you handling the sort of like scaling up now that you're getting more popular and you, know, you still have, full-time job and a young child so how do you handle all that uh luckily it's been fairly manageable i mean within the first year it was uh maybe five ten maybe a few more orders every month um so it's not huge by any means but um as i've been getting more retailers it's been getting more busy but uh, i've really just nailed down my entire process so uh every so i basically just try and batch things out all the time so i'm working on like six or seven currently and uh, i just try and get them all get all the process done so i'll do one do this process on that move on to the next step and just kind of uh batch them out so i've gotten a lot faster as i've been going uh ultimately get better at it and then uh yeah <laughs> i think too but i mean if people don't people don't check out your instagram i think you yeah. definitely should because like you do you also show your experimentation with different finishes or you'll highlight the different woods you get. And I think it's really cool just to see the process of, you know, here's, here's how you work through the, the process. And, and I think for mine, you even like tagged me as you were making mine. So it's like, it's just cool to see that from like a, from a process standpoint. Yeah. So I like, 
Yeah, so I try and use kind of Instagram stories as showing the different process and behind the scenes. And then I'll show a few different process shots in my main feed. Uh, but I try and just show every single one that I make. I try and take pictures or document each one that I make. So if somebody wants to see one in the future and I can just send them a picture of it. Um, but yeah, anybody that I interact through Instagram uh, that ends up ordering something, I'll try and tag them in a few pictures. And, um, and if it's somebody that's got a bigger account, sometimes they'll repost it and show people this product that they've never seen before. So. <laughs> How how is the community like you mentioned? You know Kirby and and some of those other guys who are, you know, in, in a similar market selling similar stuff. Is it like a very small world? Is everybody friendly with each other? Is it competitive? Um, as far as I've seen, it's friendly. Um, I mean, currently at the moment, no one is offering anything like my products. As far as I know, I'm the only one making custom or nice Tyrex. Um, so I've been able to connect with lots of different tie makers or other people kind of in this luxury menswear accessory space and um and either people are ordering them for their own personal retail stores but i mean no one's trying to go and get these manufactured or something somewhere else but uh overall the community's super nice and everyone that i've talked to has been helpful and i've learned a lot from other uh business owners there's lots of other people doing this as doing their thing is a side hustle too. Uh, so being able to learn and just shoot ideas back and forth with them has, has been pretty cool. So Nice. Do you, you sell at uh, local markets too, like crop shows? Ooh, uh, I've done a few things and they, they don't go the best. <laughs> uh, it could be just the events that I've done. Uh, but really, yeah, for me, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if craft shows or things like that are the perfect fit, just since I'm offering kind of a high-end product and it's in a very specialty category with ties and accessories that not everyone cares about or even hardly even wears anymore. Uh, so done two different pop-up events. They've been all right, uh, but it's not what I focus on. I ended up, uh, I did one earlier this year at a, so the Canali store, as in like the luxury Italian menswear brand. Uh, they were doing a made-to-measure event, and one of their store associates was like, hey, you should come out and show off some of your products. And I was like, yeah, that sounds perfect. And was, that your, was that your New York trip? No, that, that was different. Uh, oh. So this was a few months ago, but I can get back to New York, New York trip, trip in a bit. But uh, so, but basically that store, there were hardly anybody that came through that day. I was like, oh, well, now I know. <laughs> and uh, But they still made like $20,000 selling like five suits, so... <laughs> but it was a good experience that I kind of learned from that and so I am pretty picky about different events I, um, I'm trying to find more or just work with other menswear stores to do kind of trunk shows or something I think that's more but other than not that super high end like specialty thing where there's 10 people that come through the store in a day like that doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well, what do you think about the sort of I don't know, increasing um, casualness of, of the workplace. And, you know, obviously you're selling mostly t like tie racks and, and uh, pocket square organization. And in general, it seems like men are kind of wearing, are dressing up less. So do yeah. you have like plans to offer like different sorts of products that serve the, the more casual guy? Yeah, still a uh, fear and other items. I mean, business is only picked up. So uh, just as I'm getting my name out there, so I'm not really worried about the casualization of, 
uh, men's wear. I mean, personally, I don't even wear ties, so, uh, but I do wear pocket squares every day, so, uh, but still people need a, people still have ties and, uh, they like a nice way to display them. Um, so yeah, at the current moment, my, uh, my lineup of products is just the, the Tyrex and the pocket square organizers, and then the single coat hooks that each of y'all have, and then, uh, these shoehorns that I get made as well. And, uh, it's kind of my lineup currently, uh, everything I can do in different woods, hardware finishes and sizes. Uh, but as far as other products, I'm still kind of thinking, I'm trying to like stay within kind of things that could be related to menswear, uh, without making just random woodworking things like everyone else is like cutting boards or, uh, other just random items that are cool, but not really in my well, niche. You could have a whole sub business just making <laughs> hundred plus shoe racks for influencers yeah i know the men just talked to you about that too is is we're a specialty market yeah you you could have a a six-figure business just doing closet organization for Raphael sven snyder i know (laughs) Uh, but yeah i've kind of i've tried to figure out other things whether it's doing different custom i've been doing a few uh i've done some different made to order belt racks with some other hardware i have um and i wanted to do eventually develop like some wooden valet trays and uh, just other kind of just simple and nice looking, even maybe some like desk accessories, uh, just simple, classy looking item. So, yeah. What's really interesting too, is not only are you making, making physical products in your workshop, but you're also shipping big things. Like how have you navigated the logistics of not just like, I think right now you don't have huge orders sitting there waiting to be shipped, but also like packaging this stuff up and shipping it out. Yeah, so, yeah, from the start, I've been packing and shipping everything myself, and that's been just a learning process. Um, it's nice to have a Shopify account that, um, yeah, I'd moved to everything to my Shopify website back in, like, after, like, three months of doing it. I got off Etsy, and I've been using my store for that. Um, but, yeah, shipping things, um, I wasn't first buying, like, boxes by the 25-pack, and then I actually found a place that's on my way to work that sells boxes for like a dollar, two dollars, and you can buy one or two in every single size you could possibly imagine. So that is so convenient because it's opened the doors to be able to do way more different custom sizes. That way I don't have to go order custom boxes somewhere or something. Um, And yeah, but I've been able to ship ones up to, the biggest one I've made so far was 52 inches long. So I shipped like this 60 inch long box. So that, that was a fun one. Yeah, you got to compete with Amazon. People want free shipping. Yeah, so I've been trying to uh, yeah, any of the regular tie rack and pocket square organizers. I've been trying to make those all as free shipping. Um, but yeah, still trying to. I was charging shipping at one point, but um, trying to do free shipping, just testing out what what people like the best. So. So over the past two years, with all that you've learned, do you have any advice for like new uh, creators who who want to sell like physical goods that that they're making online? Yeah, uh, I'd say just get the idea out there. Whether it's uh, just stating the idea with some friends um, or putting it out on something easy like an Etsy store, um, it depends on what your what your kind of market is. As Etsy wasn't. Uh, the best market for my products, but um, it at least was able to get out there and get some uh, get some feedback from other people. Um, but if you have an idea, just uh, like 
this was basically started for less than 50 bucks. It was like some scrap wood and some hardware that I bought. And uh, so it doesn't take like huge investment just to get something started. I would just say, uh, just go for it. I mean, that's a pretty basic answer, but uh, just with the, the resources available now, like anybody can get anything out to anybody. Like uh, it's crazy now that I've been able to ship things like internationally to like Sweden and England and France. Uh, it's like it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but it's so really cool. Have, just, uh, do you have huh? some favorite like blogs or podcasts or resources that you've used either for Shopify or you know any any of that kind of backend stuff that you've used? Um, as far as resources, uh, just with like reading stuff about uh, website development, uh, the Shopify blog is really good. They have a ton of resources, especially if you're using the Shopify platform. Um, but I am also a avid podcast listener <laughs> so that's how i found out about y'all but I, I listen to a lot of uh different menswear or woodworking or like side hustle uh podcasts the the one that actually kind of got me thinking about doing this as a business uh it was a podcast called side hustle school and it's a daily podcast uh the host chris gillibo he uh records it's like a 10 12 minute daily podcast you can just listen to on the way to work and every day is a different story of somebody who started a side hustle and sometimes they're still doing it as a side business um, or it's been something that's turned into a full-time gig um, and so it's really cool to just hear those stories of different other ideas that people have thought of um, and that's what really got me thinking about doing this so <clears throat> nice yeah well that's great advice um we have we have a series of rapid fire questions that uh you haven't been able to prepare for that we'd like to run you through right now with like one or two word answers. Are you down? I'm down. All right, cool. Here we go. Uh, Oxfords or Brogues? Uh, Brogues. Lifting or cardio? Mm. <laughs> I don't do much working out, but uh, I guess cardio. <laughs> Using the press on your, yeah. uh, in your shop. Any tool operations, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, loafers or sneakers? Uh... I like loafers, but most of the time at night, seven sneakers. So, uh, for as far as style goes, spring, summer, or fall, winter? Uh, fall, winter. Morning shower or evening shower? Uh, evening if I've been in the shop. Morning otherwise. Yes. <laughs> jeans, chinos, or trousers? Uh, I'm usually a jeans guy during the day. Trousers, but jeans, yeah. Uh, favorite James Bond actor, if you have one? Uh, I'd say probably Daniel Craig, just since those are the most recent ones that I've seen. <laughs> nice. Uh, for your uh, jackets and suits, notch lapels or peak lapels? Notch lapels. Notch lapels. And then same, same uh, for your suits and jackets. If you if you could only choose one, navy or charcoal? Ooh, navy. Yeah. Navy, okay. And then last question, if you're trying to get pumped up for the day, what song are you listening to in the shower? Uh, that's the funny thing is I really don't listen to much music anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a, maybe a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Side hustle school is a good one. Yeah. No, I, I do the same thing. I listen to like, like business podcasts in the morning yeah. so I can get all like fired up for the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I listen to just, yeah. So many. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah. Good job on the uh, rapid fire. And uh, before we wrap up, is there anything like in the next, say like six months that you're really excited about with your business? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this year um, I've been really trying to focus on the wholesale side of the business, so getting into retailers. 
Um, and so, yeah, back in January, like uh, John, I mentioned, I got to go to a trade show and exhibit my products there and just meet a ton of people and brands and stores. So, um, yeah, trying to just get into more retail stores. Um, it's kind of hard to find individual customers, even though I still get those kind of orders. But, um, yeah, just working more retailers, trying to just connect with other uh, menswear brands as well and uh, making displays and yeah uh, I've got a few got a few things that have it uh, they haven't fully developed yet but there's there's some exciting things in progress so awesome yeah hey man, well I'm, I'm really enjoying the uh, code hook I use it every day it's just right over here in the studio and I, I promise it it will show up in a studio tour one of these days <laughs> well it was in your video the other day I was like oh front and center right there I was excited so I appreciate it <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm using that wall now for uh, some of my like try on stuff, so it'll get plenty yeah. of uh, plenty of airtime. So, yeah, we'll have to check back in in like six months and see how you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of the Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we will see you next week. <laughs>